Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me. That's right. This guy here, there, everywhere. John Wayne. Uh, it's uh, great to be here. Thank you for joining me for another week. It uh, sounds a little bit different this week because I'm not in the studio of evil as I usually am uh, down in Houston, H-Town, Dirty Third, Third Coast, shouts out. I'm actually on the road. Uh, if you've been following me on my Instagram and such at, at John Wayne is Dead, which you should be following me, you would know that I am in Nashville currently, Nashville, Tennessee, uh, fresh off of the full moon tattoo and horror celebration, which was amazing. We will get into all of that later. As you know, we do the full recap and the story portion when we get to it. But that is where I am. I'm in a I'm in a little uh, mo- no-tell motel uh, room all by my lonesome. It's uh, quite, it, it's, uh, you know, it leaves something to be desired, I would say. But you know what? What do you want for 50 bucks a night, huh? Uh, well, I don't know. Who knows? But anyway, <clears throat> so if it gets a little like, if you hear any weird noise, it, I already hear like echo like nuts in my headphones because this is just like a very small room with nothing on the walls and nothing anywhere that's soft except the bed if you want to call it that but uh so it may yeah like i said we're going to work with it's going to be great anyway i'm stoked to be here of course you guys know i love to be on the road and uh i'm back out and this is full time back at it my schedule is full and continuing to fill up i am uh, actually going to be adding a couple more dates to the shows page over at johnwaynesdead.com uh, after I post this episode today, so it's coming a little bit late. On my, I know last week I was I was behind the, the curve or, or whatever. I couldn't. Uh, I had those markets on Saturday and Sunday, and I was gonna do it on Monday, but then I was too hungover or whatever. So I just did the the podcast came out on Tuesday instead, and I apologize for that. But this one is going to be coming out as soon as I am finished recording it. So, like I said, uh, I've been on the road uh, driving up here. You know, okay, so. <clears throat> So driving up here, uh, I'm by myself this trip. No Nick P because the great and powerful Nick P uh, is getting his uh, knees fixed. He's been down on them for way too long without knee pads, and uh, you know he's getting uh, he's going to have to have his knees looked at for that. You know, and he also has to get his mouth restretched. I don't, I'm not sure what that's about, but he wasn't allowed to uh, wasn't allowed. <laughs> he wasn't able to come on this trip with me because he had some appointments to go to and such. So definitely missing Nick P uh, as I'm sure we all are. But the drive out here, not too bad. 12 hours, that's that's nothing. That's easy to do by yourself. So uh, it was a, it was a you know, decent drive. I made super fucking awesome time. Uh, but, you know, it's uh, just all by myself, all by my lonesome. Lone wolf on the prowl is what I have been. But leading up to the week, all I, you know, I was, uh, before I left, I mean, I left on Wednesday, so... Well, I didn't have too, too much time to play around, but really all last week, you know, before I left, I was definitely preparing. I was, uh, getting all my shit together, you know, mentally preparing. I just came off those two markets. So I had to kind of get, you know, my shit all organized. Like I said, like all my stuff got super dusty at, at the one convention. So, or the one pop-up, which, which is fine, but I just had to take it all out and make sure everything was clean, wipe down all the banners, uh, get the dirt out of all my little bags and stuff. And, uh, uh, totally worth it though, but you know it was just, it was just a lot of that. It was a lot of getting ready. Also, um, I think I talked about how, like I was ordering some. You know, I had to order a bunch of books. I'm trying to get my fucking you know 
uh, inventory shit set right to where I'm not going to run out of stuff so often. Uh, not that that's a bad thing, but I, I <clears throat> it's always good to sell out of stuff, but I want enough so that I can continue to sell or have th- something to sell at the next place. So that's, uh, I had some books coming and, um, one of the boxes with, uh, I think like 50 additional books or 42 additional books that I was missing from the 150 first was like, uh, you know, and I was working with, you know, this, are, these are coming from, you know, Grindhouse Press ordered these books, Carrie, AKA CV Hunt. He was amazing. Uh, staying on top of these orders like nuts, uh, like gangbusters even. So, you know, she's, she's gets a message from Amazon or whatever saying that, you know, they, that one box is, uh, it says it's lost, but then she's pulling up the tracking. It says like, no, it shows it's in the Houston distribution center. And they're like, oh, okay, well, um, well, if it's not going to get there by this date, do you want to cancel? We'll cancel the order. And she was like, no, don't cancel the order. Let it you know, get deliver it. And they told her like, yeah, we, we should be able to get it there. Uh, if not tonight by, by tomorrow, which was still good. Cause I was leaving, uh, Wednesday, this was like Tuesday, like Wednesday, I was leaving Wednesday night, like I left at 9 PM, you know me guys. So I'm like, that's okay. If he gets here, you know, before nine, that's cool. I still have all day to wait, you know, before I have to go. So she's like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll keep you posted what they say. And, and she's doing that. And then maybe like in the e- mid evening or something like that, as it's getting towards dusk or whatever, they message her that like, no, they, they just, they, de- they've declared it lost and canceled the order. So I was like, well, while as disappointing as that was, or uh, frustrating as it was, I guess, it's it wasn't a total fuck because I still got, you know, the other books that I ordered. So I still had stuff to take. I was just missing like part of my work, like that last 50 books or something. So I was still like, well, not a total, not a total fuck up. We'll be fine. I, I got this stuff. And bonus, bonus boner, uh, I get the extra exorbitant amount of money I had to pay for expedited shipping uh refunded to me and um and then I got the uh the books uh reordered and I'm gonna have to put another book order in today uh, I have to give O'Carry a call later and get that taken care of because we are blowing and going here and we will talk about that all in the uh story portion but yeah other than that I started uh, doing the audiobook for death packs and left hand paths my my book death packs and death packs and left hand paths and that's going uh swimmingly I was hoping I had a little bit of hope not much that I would be able to do some some voiceover recording and narration recording while I'm here uh in this this room for a few days by myself but uh, as I mentioned earlier with the sound uh, bouncing all over here. There's, I, I'm, I even was like looking, is there anywhere I can like a corner, I can hang up a blanket or something, but I don't, I don't think it's going to happen here. Um, I don't know what my hotel in Chicago is going to be like. Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's at the, the con hotel, but as far as, uh, being conducive to recording any kind of voice, voice stuff, it might not, I might have to wait until I get back to the studio of evil to actually continue my, uh, narration recording but you know what's out there right now as of this recording uh my my book sinkhole from death said press i've narrated that that's me doing the hey well old sinkhole done fall on the dude the dude in his darkness washed over him you know i do all the the voices for that and then uh i also did chandler morrison's book uh until the sun which is also from death said press which was very fun and 
cool to do. So those are out there on Audible and iTunes and, and Amazon if you're just buying the, the audio book. So you could check those out um, there. And then I will continuously, like I'm going to pump a lot of these out as quickly as I can, uh, not at risk of, uh, you know, quality being lost, but I, I definitely want to get some of these knocked out uh, more and qu more quickly because I've got some other contracts for those lined up and I want to get mine out there too, guys. So I need to do it. So that's what I'll be doing. But yeah, that was my week. You know, I, I got a couple more cards knocked out. I actually got like three of my tarot cards knocked out in, in about two and a half days, I think, which, which is good. I mean, that's good. There's still, I'm, I'm like a little over halfway through the deck now, but I'm getting there. And that is something I can do here in this, uh, uh, room is draw certainly can draw all day and night and write all day and night which is what I will do uh, like I said <clears throat> I'm like balls deep in my splatter western or, or horror western I don't know what because I don't know what you want to call it it's the splatter western series from death set press that they you know uh, contracted me to write one and uh, like I said if you've been paying attention or paying attention sorry no I didn't mean that if you've been following along you've heard me talk about it and I'm uh, yeah, man, I'm really, really like every time I sit down to write it, it seems like I get a little bit more into it and like, you know, I'm a little bit more, even though I'm already stoked and excited, I fall in love with it a little bit more. I'm like, oh man, yes, I'm having a really good time writing it. And I hope that, you know, the hope is that shows through in the writing when as the reader, you're like, yeah, man, this, you know, it's, it's like, it's just like this. And I, I, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but you know, <clears throat> you know, I don't, you know, people like, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but, uh, like if you answer the people will say like, Oh, if you answer the phone, like especially some businesses, they'll be like, this was like an old school thing. Like, you know, people can tell if you're smiling, you know, so your voice sounds different or, you know, whatever they were like, you know, and I'm sure like at the time when that came out, I was like, Oh, this is a bunch of bullshit, you know? And for the most part, something like that hmm, probably is. However, there is some truth to that. And I'll tell you where it comes from in, in my experience with playing music and recording music. Now, if you you could see a band, if you go see a live band play and they look miserable on stage, it doesn't matter how badass their music is or whatever. If they don't look like they're having fun, then why why would you want to have fun listening to why why should I feel compelled to listen to this? Now, on the other hand of that, in recording music, that shows through. Like if you if you're like super into what you're playing, your riff, you're the song and you're just jamming, feeling it like that, that's real. Like you, that, I think that that's a tan intangible, but it's, it's, a, it's a something that you can feel. If people are having a, a good time making what you're going to consume, I think that you can feel that it comes, it shows through in the work and the kind of overall feeling that it, it gives. So I think that's what I hope. I hope that that's what I'm putting out there with this with this book and all my books. But I'm really having a good time with my my western right now, and uh, you know it's it's not super it's westerny, but you know it doesn't necessarily. Uh, it's not like me watching like one of the old western movies like with my dad or something. It's not necessarily like that. There's a lot of weird stuff in it, so super stoked on it. But you know I got uh, oh here's the thing, guys. Mm. I got my coffee with me. I got my water. <clears throat> this is very disappointing. No grandpappy's medicine today, guys. None. I'll tell you why. I smoked it all. And, um, you know, I made a, a very... I, I, I don't even know why I 
said this before I left. It was kind of like the devil, the two devils on my shoulders were like, you know, you, what are you even doing, dude? What you're gonna, you can't do that. So I had an amount of marijuana before I left, and I was like, hmm, let's see. I can. Well, the thing was, I was trying to be responsible because I was like, I, I need all of the money I have right now to go on this trip so I can make some money. Um, I know that when I get to Chicago, you know, Illinois, it's legal recreationally, so I can go to a dispensary and procure some more. If I just can make this amount last till I get to Chicago, everything will be fine. And I looked at it and I was like, ah, that's, you know, I'm like, ah, that's, you know, not, not a, not that was probably not going to do it unless I'm, unless I'm judicious with my weed smoking. And I started off that way. Absolutely. But the amount seemed to be smaller and smaller every time I looked at it. Not because I was, well, yes, because I was smoking it, but I was also like, man, this is not going to last me. Uh, so I ended up smoking it all. And here I am. <laughs> uh, luckily over at the convention there, uh, I did have my my friend Amanda shots out who had a pen for me to to come and uh, come by her booth and hit every once in a while. Um, so I got a little bit of of uh, taking care of yesterday and Saturday. But man, totally totally out. Now you also know me, guys. You know I, I'm I'm resourceful and I can find I, I can you know nose out like where the uh, weed man may be around town. Um, but. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen this this week. I can make it happen. But I'm not necessarily in a mm, part of town right now where I want to you know interact with some of these people, some of the people that I might ask normally like, "Hey, you know where is some weed?" cuz then I I don't want to get sucked into a whole thing where I'm going here, I'm going there, I'm following you this place. I don't no, I don't need to do any of that by myself out of town. So, we'll see. Um if Nick were here, it'd be a different story. We could figure something out. But oh, Uncle Johnny's got to be careful on the road. I never, I don't think about that too often because I'm always like, whoa, 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 whoa. but uh, you know, something to consider. So anyway, I know we're all itching to get to the recap, but first we shall get to our three card tarot reading of the day of the show. You know, as you know or do not know, I do a three card tarot reading on myself before every episode. Uh, oh fuck. I'm I'm out of my element here. Before we get to the before we get to the tarot card, huge huge shouts out to my uh, Patreon people. Thank you so much, guys. This you you keep me alive. Uh, it means the world to me that anybody uh, would would you know help support me like that. So I definitely appreciate uh, all of you guys. Um, I don't have. We'll do the the, the shout out uh, list when I get home. Because I don't have the list with me, and uh, I already started recording. So anyway, but shouts out to all of my Patreon people. If you would like to uh, subscribe to my Patreon, check it out. Go to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. And uh, you can check out all the tiers that I have available, the stuff I give away, and the other podcast I do every week on my Patreon called the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast. And it is where I talk to uh, the artists and uh, other people I meet from uh, around the country. And we sit down and have a conversation now. Um, and so any tier that you subscribe to on my Patreon gets you access to the podcast, including the $1 beer club, which is a dollar a month. And you can hear all the episodes, the back episodes, uh, any, uh, <clears throat> any, um, 
videos and songs and stuff that I put on the my Patreon wall. You have access to all of that for only a dollar. But, you know, so if you want to shoot on over there, patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead and give your old Uncle Johnny a couple bucks and uh, maybe a little pat on the back, that that would be much appreciated. So with the podcast, the la- I mean, I know I missed uh, I missed one or two maybe, but I'm making it up. I'm, I mean, I've already got stuff that I've uh, interviews from this weekend, this past weekend, next weekend. I promise you all, all of those episodes will be made up. From here, moving forward, there will be no more missed weeks. I'm organizing my time better, and uh, it's all going to be good. But there are 67 or 68 episodes up there right now, so you can check those out. Uh, and, you know, there'll be a new one up on Wednesday with, uh, if I could tease it, Mr. John Quick, actually. So, uh, author here from Nashville. But, so check that out. So anyway, thank you guys. Moving on to the, back to the, the tarot reading. So, you know, as you know or do not know, I do a three-card tarot reading on myself every show, and I, I just kind of look at my thoughts, what's going on with me, write it down, deal the cards, and then kind of look at that through the perspective of the cards, get a little bit of a uh, different perspective, a different, uh, you know, get a, a thought exercise type of thing, a different look on things, or a different way to think about maybe what I'm uh, dwelling on or, or whatever. So uh, that's that's uh, the way I do it, and that's the way uh-huh, uh-huh, I like it. Uh, as you, and I also do a card of the day reading on my Instagram story every morning. So if you're into that, please follow me at John Wayne is dead on Instagram and check out my story. And we'll all learn tarot together. Now, this week, of course, I've got so many things on my mind, you know. And to sit down and write, it's it, uh, you know, I've got organization, right? I've got to get better organized with this. Things are so much in flux and, and changing all the time. It's hard to nail it down, but I have to do better. I recognize that I have to do better at organizing this travel versus fucking, you know, the expenses versus inventory versus whatever, you know, versus time, like all of that I have to get better at. So that's really weighing on my mind. But, you know, also um, just, uh, you know, moving forward, this momentum and, it, you know, this I'm not, you know, I'm not going to bury the lead. This was a really, really, really good, good convention. And coming off of, uh, you know, the weekend of last weekend of those two markets being good. And then, you know, just, it was, uh, it's a lot of momentum and I don't want to lose that. And I want to stay incredibly focused. So all of these things are on my mind. You know, this is, you know, I've worked, I've worked hard for this stuff. Now we're, 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 we're moving up, we're getting better. We're getting some traction. Don't fuck it up. So, so the first card I get actually one of my very favorite cards of all time, the one that got me into reading tarot, the four of cups. So, so it, you know, we've, we've talked about this before with the four of cups, you, uh, oh, there goes my, there's a noise air conditioning. I'll try to get that out. But, um, with the four of cups, you know, you're, you're in a place where, you know, you're, you're, there's opportunities out there, but you're not necessarily saying no to them, but for now you're saying no, right? Maybe they're not right. Maybe, maybe, maybe later these things come about, but you already have, you know, stuff on your plate. So you, you're using like the right judgment, right? Discernment to say like, ah, I don't, I can't do this now later, but, or I can't do this at all. So the other part of this card that I really connect with was, you know, if you're not familiar with the card looks like it's a, it's a person, um, kind of like sitting under a tree and arms crossed looks like his eyes are closed. That's debatable. We don't know. 
but there's three cups in front of him on the ground. He's either looking at them or thinking about them. And from out of the sky, there's a hand reaching from a cloud, giving him a cup, but he's not looking at it. So for me, when I look at this, this is, this is where you're like, where we're stuck in this place where we're like, man, you know, I'm not happy with what I'm doing. I'm not happy with my job. I'm not happy with my life. I'm not happy with, you know, the, that a fact that I haven't started doing this yet, or I'm doing this, but I suck at it and I, I'm not trying to get better, you know, whatever it may be for me, it was my job and my situation. Like at the time I was just like, I hate this job. I hate any job. I mean, I got I wanted to get out from under that very badly. So for me, you know, you're looking at these, these, there's just three cups in front of you. And for you, you may be looking at those thinking like, well, you know, if I, I want to get out of this thing, but these are my only options. I have to do one, one of these three things and that's it. If I want to move out of this situation, however, you might just be putting yourself in another situation that is maybe, you know, incrementally, very small increments getting better or better or just like a lateral move. Just because you want to get away from that place, you'll just go to another place that's exactly the same. Or this can all be a, a you know, your work ethic, how, how you, what you put into what you're trying to do, you know. <clears throat> but the thing is, but the fourth cup that's being handed from the, uh, from the sky that you're not looking at is that's the other opportunity out there. That there and it's not that there's just one, right? There are many other ways to go about this. However, for whatever reason, we've closed our mind off to that where we're not even, we're not only not even acknowledging that it's there, we are uh, totally ignorant to its existence. And we're kind of partially blocking it out even because we're kind of, we're just down on ourselves. We're like, you know, you get like that and you're like, no, I don't want to even, you know, you just kind of, I, I know I get like bitchy and I'll be like grumpy and stuff uh, about things. And those that can close you off when you're looking for the answer. So we need to, you know, for with the, with the four of cups, it's about opening our eyes, looking around, realizing we are not absolutely not just uh, put into this box where we have these three choices or however many choices and that's it. And they all suck. We need to grasp the fourth cup. That's what this, this woman told me who did my first reading. She said, you need to grasp the fourth cup. It's out there. Don't ignore it. Don't close yourself off to it. You know, we talk about closing ourselves off to opportunities sometimes because of our mindset or we're not paying attention or whatever it may be. We want to always be open and looking around and, you know, get, get you know, it's easier said than done, guys. I'm not saying like, oh, snap your fingers and you're now you're fixed, you know, but we, we need to realize that we're not limited in this way. You know, these are self-limiting things right? And, and within reason, you know, I'm, don't be stupid and be like, well, I'm going to be a, a, a surgeon tomorrow because I want to. No. These are things that, you know, there are other choices. You could be a surgeon. You better put all the fucking time in though. But anyway, a lot of times we're searching for the next big thing, going from thing to thing, uh, or just trying to change our surroundings or environment for a short period of time, but they're all quick fixes. And we need to grasp that fourth cup that is our the real thing, the real choice, the real other option for us. That's going to be probably a lot more work for us, but a lot more rewarding and uh, will deliver happiness on a hugely exponential level. So anyway, cool. Next card we have Ace of Pentacles. So 
this is a great card too. As we know, you know, the, the pinnacles are uh, our material, our financial stuff, our you know that that kind of thing, and uh, the aces are you know they represent uh, a new beginning, opportunities like they do, uh, and potential for opportunities. So with the ace of of pinnacles, you know, we're looking at. Uh, a sense of prosperity right now, an abundance of material uh, or financial aspects of your life, um, and and it's it's comes, it comes, it's welcome. You're like, oh shit, dude, this is awesome. But it's not a free ride. It's not like you have you just take this and be like, all right, thanks, see you later. It's it's not, and it's also not just handed to you that easily. It's presented to you, such as in hmm, grasping the fourth cup. It's presented to you, but. It's not a free ride. It doesn't mean you just get, you know, grab the cup and you're a surgeon. Like I said, you, the, the manifestation part of it is up to you. We have to put in the, the work. We have to put in the commitment. But what, what this card is saying is if we do that, we will have success. If we're willing to put in that work, we're willing to, uh, you know, we know what we're, what we're up against. We have no delusions about like how it's going to go. It will be successful if we do the work, if we put our mind to it. Is it going to happen right away? Hmm, probably not. However, it will. We just have to stick with it. So with that, with on that note, you know, yes, this is the initial stages. Yes, this is the beginning of, of something that could be hugely, hugely financially, materially, you know, positive for us. Um, but we have, you know, like I said, we once we set our mind to it, once we plan carefully do our research you know these are these these are the things like a lot of people don't realize you have to do you can't just you know snap your fingers or or even just decide you know i'm gonna do this you know you have there's a lot of work that goes in there's a lot of research there's a lot of knowledge you have to gain there's a lot of experience that has to happen so with you know with this card just remember look for the chances around us right just like the four of cups don't close ourselves off to those right we uh when we're ready you know uh, to turn those into something tangible we will as long as we do the work so uh you know this this is our chance for us to man- manifest these goals keeping our eyes open for the opportunities and realize the potential of them with the work uh that we put into it so uh, and i see that folds so nicely into that card and then Oh my goodness, this is a such a great reading. The next card, uh, far, our final card, is the Six of Swords. Now, these are all upright. I got all upright cards today. No reverses. So, um, so with the Six of Swords, this is also one of my favorite cards. I love this card. This is about being in a state of transition, right? From one, You're moving from one point to the next. You're leveling up, going across. You, you have to uh, leave behind things that are familiar, which is what you have to do when you're taking a new opportunity, when you're you know grasping the fourth cup, when you're pouring all the work into that opportunity, we're leaving behind the old stuff. We're leaving behind the the limiting beliefs. We're leaving behind the old uh, old choices. All of those things. But the hard part about that is, is that we're leaving behind the familiar. And oftentimes we we just get comfort in things that are familiar to us, regardless of how. We feel about wanting to get out of that situation. We'll, we'll more than likely. Why do you think people get back together, like relationships and stuff, all the time? When when you can look at your friends and be like, "Why do you guys get to back together over and over again?" It's clear that you hate each other, and this is never going to work. But there's comfort and familiarity, 
And that's what makes it hard to move forward sometimes, to grab that fourth cup, you know, to, to take that chance because it's unfamiliar. And that's what this is. Like in, on the card in the Six of, of Swords, you know, there's a, a ferryman who is, you know, he's going across the, you know, the, the river with his, with his two, like a, two people in there. And then there's six swords in the bow of the boat or the front of the boat stern. I don't know what it is. So, um, so what he's doing is, this is the transition. They're leaving their home. They're leaving the familiar. They're releasing the sadness over that and getting to the other side so that they can start that new adventure, that new journey, right? Now, one of the things I particularly like about this card is, you know, the ferryman, he has a, a, a long pole or staff that he's, uh, you know, using to uh, shuttle the, the little ship across, his little boat across the, the river. It's not a paddle. It's a giant, like a giant. It's a really long kind of staff. And in order to move the boat, that staff has to hit the ground, hit the, the uh, you know, floor of the, the river and, you know, push, push along using that momentum, using that as a, you know, means to move forward. And what that means is what that represents is we can't move forward unless we have a good foundation to propel us that way. So what that means also for me is like, there's no shortcuts. Don't, don't think you can take a shortcut because if you don't have that steady foundation, you may think everything's great. You figured it out. You beat the system. But when you have to cross that, that river, when you have to truly make a transition, uh, that's going, that, that would maybe be the next thing, uh, the next logical step, you're not going to be able to do it because you have no foundation to move you forward. You don't have the, base set of skills you didn't put in that real work to get where you are and it's gonna crumble down around you it's gonna fall apart it's just a a matter of time really i think so always have that good foundation do not take shortcuts with this and use that foundation to propel us forward in our in our journey in our career in our creativeness whatever we're doing that that's what we'll do we just need to have that foundation first so, all right, that is, that's our reading for today. I really liked that reading. I got a lot out of that. I felt, uh, felt really good about it, especially coming off of this weekend. So, uh, I got a lot out of it. Like I said, I hope you did as well. And again, follow me on Instagram at John Wayne is dead for a, every morning on my story, uh, card of the day reading. It's about two minutes long and, uh, it's just, uh, it's a lot of fun. So check that out and thank you. Yeah. So, uh, I think with, uh, Really, without further ado, I believe that moves us into our story portion of the episode. And um, as you know, this week, it is uh, my full recap of the full moon tattoo and horror celebration in Nashville, Tennessee. Here we go. So, as I said... Uh, solo trip for me this 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 go around. No Nick P this time. So uh, I was you know made the drive by myself, which I talked a little bit about earlier. It was e- it was a pretty easy drive. I've, I'm finding really that anything under 12 hours. No, actually, I'm sorry. Anything under 20 hours is is not a bad drive at all anymore. It seems like um, getting getting used to this. Um, but so I make I had to make the drive myself, but not not a big deal. It was like I said, easy and. Uh, it's a 12 hour drive. And here's where I fucked up kind of. Cause I was like 12 hours, da, 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 I leave at this time. I'll get there, there. But 
I think I, 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 we, we, I, I was for some reason thought that Nashville was in the Eastern time zone and not in the central where I am. So I was like, so it'll be an hour actually ahead than this says. So la la la. So by the time I get there, I should be able to negotiate some kind of an early check-in. Right. Cause I, cause I'm going to get there in the morning. And uh, when I started to leave, when I went to leave, I was like, all right, I left a little bit after 9 PM. So my GPS, you know, on my phone as I'm going, it's showing like you will, you know, you'll arrive at, you know, 9 AM. Right. So uh, so I'm like, all right, but you know, I've done, I've done this enough times where I'm like, all right, you know, every time you stop for gas, even if it's quick, you know, you never know, like there's variables. So it seems like you'll get pushed back like the time. So I always look at the time that we're, you know, supposed to arrive or whatever. And then I add like 45 minutes to an hour onto it just for stops, just for weird traffic things or something like that, that can happen. But yeah, you'd be surprised how just stopping even for a couple minutes can like really add a lot of time onto your trip. Um, but I guess not all the time because this time it surely didn't. Uh, I stopped. Uh, I didn't stop much, you know, but I stopped. I had to get gas three times. Um, I had to make a couple couple bathroom stops that uh, were that didn't need gas. Bad, but I just my eyeballs were floating. Um, but I kept getting close. The closer and closer I got to Nashville, I kept seeing like, man, this is a. I'm going to get there fucking early, man. Like this is. Early. And then the. And then, I don't know, maybe a couple hours out, I was like, you know what? Nashville doesn't go. The time doesn't change over here. I'm a fucking idiot. It's still going to be 9 o'clock. So my my thing with that was, I was like, all right, hmm. So hotel says check-in time is at 4 o'clock. Usually check-out time is 11, maybe sometimes 12. So my thing is like, well, if I get there around 11, maybe they'll be like, okay, well, we can put you in a room. But I pull into this parking lot at 9.35 a.m. on Thursday morning, and I'm like, there is no goddamn way they are going to let me be in my room. It's like having a room for a whole extra day, you know? But I was like, I was like, well, I got to try because I would like to go to sleep for a little bit and, and, and relax and stuff. So, and plus I was like, well, parking lot's not super full here yet. Maybe, maybe it'll be all right. So I go in and, uh, I get in line and I'm chilling and, uh, there's actually only one, this is funny, there's one old man that gets in front of me, and pretty much because he just walks up to the counter and cuts me off, coming from the other side, I'm like, all right, no one else is in there, it's just me, like, in the lobby, it's pretty, pretty slow, or pretty, you know, quiet for, you know, it's the morning, and this guy's like, says to the lady, he's like, my key, my key won't work, I need a new key, and she's like, okay, what's, uh, when, when did it stop working, did you, have you used it to get into the room before, so far, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I just came down to get some down to get some coffee and or went to do something he's like nah i try to get back in and won't door won't open she's like okay so she's like taking the key and i see if the lady's like doing the thing she's like reprogramming it or trying to to check to see if it's been demagnetized or something i guess and she says sir uh it appears like this this is working this key shows that it's working and it's working down here in my machine what are you sure the door won't open he's like no it won't open he's like she's he's, she says uh what what color light does the the door show when you put the card in front of it? Because, you know, these are electronic locks. And these are the ones you just wave it in front of the thing. You don't have to even put it in. And uh, there's lights, you know, because if it's not the right key, it'll like be a red light, you know. But he's like, orange. Put up there, orange. She's like, orange lights. Yeah, it was like an orange or something. And she said, uh, is it possible that it's locked? 
from the inside because that's usually what that means is that someone has like the deadbolt thrown on the inside. And he's like, I don't know, shouldn't be locked. And then it finally comes to where he's, she says, is there anybody else in your room possibly that might have locked it? Or and she, he's like, well, yeah, my wife's in there. And I'm like, oh, my fucking God. And it's like the lady, like, I know she was probably in her mind, like, you fucking old bastard. And uh, she she said, okay, um, does she have the door locked, do you think? And he's like, I don't know. She shouldn't. So this motherfucker, he's so insistent. Like, so she calls his room. And, you know, he's like, hello, this is Susan from so-and-so from the front desk. Uh, I have your husband here, and he's having a problem with his key getting into your room. Is it possible? Do you have the, the deadbolt locked in your room? You do. Okay, could you just, he's going to come back and just undo it so he can get in. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Why didn't he knock on the goddamn door? What did he do? Just try his key and be like, doesn't work. Guess I'm going to go get it changed. Your wife is in there. Like, I was, I was like, wow, what a fucking, is this what, I hope I'm not like that ever. This, this is... Because he wasn't even like a, oh, I'm an old feeble man. I don't know. It was just like, oh, oh, that doesn't work. No other options. Go get it fixed. It's not, you know, it's just, it was really stupid, but very funny. Um, and then, oh, and while I was waiting, Kane, uh, Kane Hodder came out of the, the little coffee shop and I was wearing one of my, my Roy face masks, you know, uh, Friday the 13th part five. And he's, he walks up to me, nice mask. And I was like, sorry, Kane, you know, I'm a Roy boy, dude. And he's like, whoa. And I was like, just kidding. And he's like, I know, bye. So. That was fun too. So I'm like, right now I'm like, I'm in the door and I'm like, cool. I got a funny story for this fucking asshole guy. Kane says, what's up? I'm feeling good. I walk up to the lady. Hey, I'm, you know what? I got into town a little bit earlier than I anticipated. looks like, was there be a possible way for me to be able to check in before four o'clock? Now I'm not expecting, uh, when I say this to her, for her to, you know, really I'm, ex I'm, I'm prepared for this. I'm prepared for no. I'm prepared for, yes, but it'll cost you X amount more, or you, yes, but you're going to have to come back in two or three hours type of thing. I, that's what I was mentally preparing for, uh, you know, in my mind. But I say this to her, and she says, what's your last name? Jim looks up. She's like, oh, yes, sir. Your room is ready. We can check you in right now. I was like, holy shit. So I was like, cool, great. So I had a, and then uh, the room I got was awesome. It was on the lower level so like you enter i guess you enter the lobby and like that's the first floor but there's a lower level um that's where like the pool and the fitness center and all that shit was and uh also those rooms had outside like uh pa patio outside yeah like an outside patio outdoor patio um because it was close to the, the pool so it, you weren't like on the it didn't like open up to the pool it did open up to the pool but the pool is a good like 20 or 30 feet from your door or maybe 50 feet more i don't know we ha I had a badass like area to sit outside basically and hang out and smoke weed and all that kind of stuff. Not that I didn't do it in the room anyway, but um, I'm, I'm out there. I'm like, oh man, this room is awesome. I go down and look at it. I'm right next to the fitness center. You know, I like that. And I'm and I'm real close to like to uh, to the stairwell, which was good because uh, I only had to go down one level or up one level to get to the convention floor. You know, down one level to get to my room, up one level. I didn't have to take the elevator which is good because of these type of events, especially when people start getting there and it starts getting crowded. And as I witnessed, as I foretold, lines for the elevator form, long, long lines, especially now because people are trying to be like, you know, it's 
still quarantine things, still COVID stuff. So some people, uh, it, well, there's signs in the elevator that say three per elevator or one family per elevator. I don't know how, I, I'm, I was guessing by the lines of people I saw waiting for the elevators that a lot of people were, were adhering to that pretty stringently. Uh, but not me. I didn't have to worry about it, baby. Hit that stairwell down to my room. Boom. Uh, so, yeah. So it was awesome. So I did get to get in, get settled, uh, take a little nap, get a workout in, and then go uh, set up, have plenty of time to leisurely set up my stuff a uh, whole day before. It was great. And, uh, yeah, so that was an awesome first day. Now, the, and I, I did, I tabled with uh, my uh, good buddy and fellow author, uh, Wesley Southerd, but he wasn't meeting me there till Friday. Uh, at, at 11 or so. So I had that whole day to myself. I just chilled and uh, ended up actually passing out at like 7.30 in the, at night because I was so exhausted. Uh, but yeah, but I got a good sleep, got up the next day, hit the, hit the gym again to get, get it going. But here's the thing, like Friday it started. Now, usually Fridays start at like 4.30 or 5, the floor opens. Nah, not here. No. Floor opened at 1 p.m. here on Friday and closed at 10 p.m. So we were like, man, that's a, we, that's interesting. They're starting in the middle of the afternoon. But then I was like, oh, well, hold on. This is a tattoo convention too. So the tattoo part needs to take longer. So they, that's probably why they did it, which that might've come into play. That might've been something, but it turns out what it was is that they sold, they were selling the tickets in blocks of time. So they were three or four hour blocks that you bought. Um, I can't remember one of those four hours, maybe. So you, you had to come like at your time to get in and you get a certain bracelet and all that kind of shit so that they didn't have the, the whole convention center packed with all the people at once. So it was just like a certain amount of people could be in and come out and come in. It was, um, it was interesting. I'd never seen something done like that. So I was kind of like, Hmm, that's interesting. We'll see. I wonder how that's going to work. I'll tell you in a minute, but yeah, Wes shows up. Uh, a little about uh, 1130 or so he gets checked in. He's got his buddy Joseph with him who I met for the first time. Shouts out Joe. Cool ass dude. We had a great time with him, uh, but he's there to help us and, and hang out and stuff. And uh, so, you know, we get checked in, they get checked in, we get set up and pretty much like we have an hour to kill. So we just chilled in my room, drank a couple beers, got loose and uh, headed up to the floor. Now, as I said, like we didn't know how this was going to be with this, like, blocks of time how is this going to work like what what is this all about uh it turns out it works really well because what happens is if you usually okay if you're going to convention usually it's like people buy a weekend pass so you can come come and go as you please all weekend sometimes people buy single days sometimes people just buy like the saturday sunday whatever you can do all of those things but none of them precludes you from being in the convention uh, at a certain time or not, you know, you can just do whatever. Well, because of this, so, so what happens with that? You get a lot of people, you know, you get the people walking around, they're like, hmm, this is good. You know, they look at all their stuff. Oh, hey, uh, all right. You know, um, if you say, well, I'm just walking around right now, just getting the lay of the land. Cool. Yeah. I would probably say the same thing if I just walked in and was looking at stuff. Uh, but you get a lot of people that are like, that's cool. All right. That's not, Hey, are you guys going to be here tomorrow? Yeah, no fucking shit we're going to be here tomorrow, okay? If you're going to any kind of vendor-related convention, people, let me just tell you this. They're not going anywhere. They're there for the event. You don't have to ask them if they're going to be there tomorrow or if they're going to be there later. They are, okay? 
that's it. So we can eliminate that question if we're at a vendor event, all right? But then you also, it eliminates the, uh, all right, I'm going to go, I'm going to walk back around uh, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come see you guys after, uh, after I do the, this or that. I'm going to come back later. It, it takes away the whole comeback later because they can't come back later. They only have that amount of hours there. And what's also packed into those, their, their time that they have there are the certain celebrities that they want to meet and get signed and all that shit. So they have to put that in there too. And that takes time to wait in line and do that whole thing. So where it works is like people were really like, okay, well, if they wanted it, they bought it because they weren't like, they couldn't come back. There was no coming back tomorrow or later, you know? So that, that really worked out well for us. Now from the get, like we just started selling, like it started, people started coming in, the first wave started coming in, Wes and I are selling books and uh, we're like, all right, off to a good start, man, that's a nice little start. But then it just kept going and it kept going and it kept going, kept going all through the night, you know, till we got to the close. And I was like, we were both very, very happy with our Friday nights um, as far as both of us were concerned. It was a a great Friday night. And then uh, all we did really was just kind of hang out a little bit, uh, drink some more, but we ended up, you know, passing out we didn't hang out too too late uh but the next day you know here's here's the thing with the next day dude 10 a.m to 10 p.m is the day 12 hours straight at the table and again this was because of the blocks of time that they were selling so we were like 12 hours that's gonna be a long day so we were like mentally preparing ourselves for it and shit and uh sitting there waiting and waiting and then um we we went out and I can sorry I'm sorry here in my little room I can hear people yelling in the hallway uh it's that kind of place anyway so we uh weren't sure what to expect uh we didn't know how we were gonna you know what the day was like but it turned out pretty much the same like once it started to get busy it just did not stop I mean, you, and it was also cool because you get the the waves of people were always like you could you could kind of predict the waves of people because of these blocks of time. You knew that if the next block started at one. Well, shortly after one, we're going to get a bunch of people walking through. And that's just how it was. You, would, you could see them from our room lined up down the hallway to get to the place to get their badges and shit. And some of those longs were fucking the long. Some of the lines were super long. Uh, so that was cool. But, you know, 12 hours, I was like, all right, well, we better dig in and get going. So uh, we quickly went through, um, okay, I quickly went through all the beer reserves, and uh, Joey Joseph Josephine was so uh, nice uh, and helpful. He went he went and did a couple of store runs for us to get beer uh, because, yeah, it, it, he and I were the only ones drinking beer, but, well, you know, I like to drink beer. So, uh, we're going throughout the day and we're both just kind of like blown away by like, man, this is going really well. Every time we're like, well, surely that's, surely that's it. You know, we're, this is, this is good. We're not going to, but then you'd get another pop and you'd be like, fuck dude, uh, this is great. And we get to be about like, of course, as it gets closer into the day, we are punchy. We're, we're like all loopy. I mean, not punchy. We're all worn out just like, uh, but our buddy John Quick, fellow fellow author, fellow horror author, and uh, all around awesome dude, lives in Nashville. Hit me up. He's like, "Hey, I'd love to come hang out with you guys." 
possible. So we did. He came up and met us at the hotel. We had a extra little pass for him. So he, he could stand on the floor at our table for the last two or three hours or two and a half hours or something. And we hung out, chatted, shot, shot the shit, drank beer, sold a bunch more books. And then afterwards, all of uh, me, Wes, John, and, and Joe just sat out on the patio in my room drinking and talking until the wee hours of the morning. And then we did a podcast, which if you subscribe to my Patreon, you will hear uh, the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast with John Quick featuring Wesley Southern and Joe. Name redacted. So, um, yeah, so that was a great Saturday night. And I'm just, you know, I, I was sitting there after everyone left and I was in my room alone crying. No, I was just kind of thinking like, man, I was reflecting on it. It's like, that was really good. You know, we all know that Sundays are usually a slower day at a convention. However, I don't know if we can make those assumptions anymore based on what, you know, I've been seeing or, you know, it seems like there's almost been a hard reset for a lot of things with, uh, you know, with coming out of quarantine. Uh, but I was like, okay, you know, hopefully it's going to be, a, I think it's going to be a good day. But I, but I'm not like, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm already, I was like, I'm already happy. You know, whatever else happens, happens. It's going to be great regardless. Plus, like this is Easter weekend, which I totally forgot about like four or five times. I was like, oh yeah, it's Easter. So, so I was like, Easter Sunday, do you think we'll be affected by Easter Sunday? And some, some of the vendors like, I don't know, man, because Easter. And I was like, ah, I thought about it. And I said to one of the guys, I was like, I don't think that the Venn diagram of people who go to church on Easter and come to a horror convention, there's not no one in that middle, you know, overlap. So I don't think we have to worry too much about um, the people who people being like, oh, Easter, well, we shouldn't go. You know, that is people's Easter celebration is a horror con. So we were, uh, as you can guess, unaffected by it. It was it was, again, a busy ass day. I uh, I sold out of the cycle. I sold out of death packs and left hand paths. I sold out of as seen on TV. Um, I sold many copies of Major the Hellmouth. Uh, but I brought a ton of them, so I have some left. I, and uh, I sold a bunch of scummers, but that's <laughs> here's the thing. At the end of the day, but yeah, as far as what's with me right now, inventory wise, I just have those two titles. I've set you know several copies of those. I have two copies of John Wayne Lied to You and one sinkhole, which I just I kept back because I needed all the room since we're splitting the table to to display all the the books, uh, the other books I had multiple copies of. So. Certainly, I'll bust out those one copy of Sinkhole and two copies of John Wayne Lied to you when, I, when I'm in Chicago. Uh, but it's going to be a little bit of slim pickings as far as, I, as, far as the uh, books from me go. But happy to report that I sold 93 books total in uh, that weekend, in this past weekend at the Full Moon Convention. So, and, and some other stuff too, because I also have some prints of my uh, tarot deck. Uh, it's the first time I've taken them out. Well, second time I took, I took the three of swords to those horror pop-up markets. I just kind of had some demos of that done, but here, uh, for this convention, I had some prints done of my, uh, the world card, the fool and, um, shit. Oh, the devil. So, and then I have the three of swords. So I have four cards. Uh, these prints are very cool. They turned out very nice. I'm super happy with them. And I've got them in nice little plastic sleeves with cardboard. They're very cool. Um, but I'll have those to sell as well as records and stuff like that. Stickers. But uh, yeah, it's it's going to be good. See, that's what I was talking about the, at the top of the show. Like I need to I need to like get on some kind of rotating inventory thing where just like every 
you know, two weeks or every three weeks, something like, boom, like this is, this order comes through, but that's tough. Or at least I have to place that order every two or three weeks, something like that. So, so that I don't have like, um, this, but I mean, what are you going to do? That's not a bad thing. So to sell everything you brought or almost everything you brought, not a bad deal, uh, in any case at all. So, so yeah. And then, uh, Sunday we, again, it was Easter Sunday. We were, we, we were unaffected by it. It was, it was, uh, another busy, busy day all the way up to the end at four o'clock. I think I made, we were still making sales at like three forty or something. I mean, three forty five, three fifty. It was, it was pretty cool. So, uh, we, we, we got all packed up, uh, uh, you know, Joe, old Joey Jojo had to take off earlier. He was driving back to Indiana. Uh, Wes, you know, after we got all done and packed up, he took off to go to the airport and, uh, I went around and said my goodbyes to my con family, uh, Kira and Ashley of Hansia Co. Check them out. Amanda and Jeremy of Southern Sun Boutique. Uh, of course, my man Chatty Daddy uh, over there doing his art. All of my friends, all of the time. What a time it was. New fan, new friends. Uh, shouts out to Gator if you're listening to this man. Good to see you again, dude. This guy saw me in North Carolina, saw me here. Uh, it's great, man. It's, it was a great time, but you know, here's the thing. Like, you know, I, I go, I say goodbye to everybody. I get in my car. I come to this, hotel. like I'm leaving to go to my other hotel. It's just 10 minutes away, not far at all. And as I, you know, you come off of these things and it's, it's just so much like high energy and all this is going on. Da, 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 da. And as I drove away, like I just turned out of the hotel and it seemed almost immediately like a sadness descended upon me. Not, not like just because I'm like, oh, I'm sad the weekend's over. But like a lot of things where I was like, oh, it's like you're drained, first of all. Then I was like, it is sad that it's over. But then it's also like I was like really sad that I was going to a room like and be by myself. I'm used to having somebody to talk to and like, oh, man, I don't like download my, you know, whatever I've been thinking about. Nick, you know, Nick's usually there to experience it, too. So we can talk about it. But man, it was kind of sad to come to this this room by myself. And Um, and I got here and I got all checked in. And like I said, this is, it's, it's, you know, you gotta be, uh, budget conscious in, in what, what I do, um, you know, especially at this level. So these are the breaks we got to take, but, uh, quite a difference, quite a, and that, you know what, dude, that, but who cares? You know, that's how it is. You go from, you know, you go from, uh, a nice ass room with a sweet ass patio to, uh, a white box in a bad neighborhood and that's just what what it is sometimes so um but it keeps you humble it does keep you humble and that's uh that's okay with me and it's all part of an adventure so yeah so like i said i'm here for the next couple of days four days i guess so thursday i'll leave thursday morning and drive to chicago for days of the dead and it's gonna be great so if you're listening and you're my friends in chicago please Come out and see me at Days of the Dead or hit me up and let's get a beer. Uh, it's going to be a great time. I'm, I'm looking very much forward to it. Uh, it's been a great trip so far. I'm, I'm happy to be back out on the road. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was a time. And I, I, hope, uh, I hope I don't get uh, – I'm not even going to do like a segment switch here where I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the story. But that was the story. Um, that was the recap of my full, full moon tattoo and horror celebration, they called it. And uh, I will be back. Wes and I, for sure, will be back next year. Oh, you know what's also a cool touch? 
I thought I thought this was pretty slick. I, this was this was like okay. I said this is this is something I would do. This guy comes. He's walking around the floor, and he comes. He comes walking up the table. And he didn't. He wasn't coming from the the point even where he could see the table. Like see, if you're walking towards it, you see the banner, you see my name on it, and stuff like that. He just came walking from the side, and as he got to the table, he's like, "All right, which one's Wes? Which one's John Wayne?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm John Wayne." He's like, "Wes, like I'm Wes." He's like, "Oh, my name's so and so. Like my my wife runs this convention. I just want to come around, make sure I help run it with her. Like, you know, she's in charge. I just want to come around and." you know, thank you guys for being here and see if you need anything. Hope everything's going good for you. If you have any feet, I was like, holy shit, dude, this guy rules. He's like, a, you know, it's a glad handing thing. That's like what I love to do. I love to glad hand people. You know, I don't want to run the business part. Just let me shake hands and kiss babies. And that's what this guy was doing. And I was very impressed by it. I was very, I was like, man, that's now that's a class act right there. Uh, and it was. So yeah, so that was the time. And like I said, I'll be here. I'm going to be working on my Splatter Western. I'm going to be drawing my tarot cards. Uh, in a few hours, I'm going to record with Christopher Triana, uh, Vital Social Justice and Solve. And uh, it's going to be uh, a great time. But, um, you know, next week, I'll be giving you the full update and playback of how Chicago was and any other adventures I had. And um, yeah, so also, you know, if you're new to the podcast, if, you, if I just met you at a convention or, or a market recently, thank you so much for tuning in and checking out my stuff. Thank you so much for the support. You have no idea how much it means to me. I'm very appreciative of it. Um, and uh, you can check out everything that I do at johnwayneisdead.com. It's your one-stop shop, the links to take you everywhere you need uh, for all of my stuff. So go there, check it out, grab a book from the from the shop page, and uh, I'll sign it for you and send you extra goodies with it because I appreciate it so much. But all of my titles are available on Amazon, Kindle, Barnes & Noble, wherever you get books online, you can find my stuff uh, if that's more convenient for you. Either way, I appreciate it greatly. Um, yes, and check out uh, the shows page like the, with all my dates because, uh, like I said, I'm about to add a few more here once I put this podcast up. So things are changing, and if I'm coming to your city, hit me up, man. Let's hang, let's meet, let's talk, and uh, let's have a good time. But uh, thank you to Full Moon again. Thank you to Nashville. Thank you to everybody. Wes, thank you. Thank everybody. Thank thank the world. Um, and, and also, you know, thank you guys. Uh, yeah.